This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, as summer progresses along, and it's amazing to me um, how many books really do pop during this time, because a lot of times people think, oh, it's quiet time. It's quiet time. Well, last night, I just finished our first um, uh, course that we did on how to write a book in four weeks. And whoa, what a four-week session that we went through. We had 17 authors. We took through it. Several of them actually completed their entire drafts. The, the others are along the way. And they actually had three weeks. So this is the fourth week. And they follow up, and we come back together. And we, we did so much in moving along. And one of them said something that was so telling. And what Doug said is that, you know, if you had given me two years to write the book, I would have done it. But you gave me four weeks, and I actually got the draft done in four weeks because you were such a taskmaster. And that's what you need to do. It's amazing what you can do when you have deadlines and you're pushing away and you're doing a high level of prioritizing. Now, these were people who were not starting from scratch, scratch. They actually had been gathering things for a while, or they'd already published, and they're doing a repurpose. But they're pulling it together, getting new updated data, and then I froze them. And one of the tricks was they weren't allowed to keep going back and doing more and more research. They had to get going and write, 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 and then move forward to it. So it's amazing to see what's going to happen as we go forward to it. I had the designers in because we had a special deal for doing the entire cover and the layout for not much money, um, and they'll be off and running. So it was exciting. For those of you who are interested in participating, in the session, we have an online session starting in August, and we'll be doing online sessions during the even months of the year. They're always in the evening, um, and they're four consecutive weeks, and you just kind of clear the plate, and you work through it with me. And for those of you who live in Colorado or are going to be in Colorado during the odd months, I do them um, again, and they're always on a Tuesday, Tuesday starting at 515 in the uh, mountain time in Colorado or 715 Eastern for the online. But all that information is on the bookshepherd.com site under events. And um, it's amazing what comes out with these little gems, and it's very reasonable to go through the course. All right, we're going to be talking about books, as we always do. We're some component of it. And it's and although we've done several programs around and in and about publicity, there's always staples in publicity and how you get promotional areas and what intrigues the media and what's the turnoff during the present time. So I like to bring on the pros who can really tell you who are out there and pitching to the Today Show, to Good Morning America, to uh, Ladies Home Journal, and also to a variety of other areas, and also shaping the strategy. And one of the ones that I love to work with is Julie Sharkey. 
of JKS um, because we have, I mean, right now we're, we're working on a very interesting project that is, is I, don't, I don't know, Julie, where it's going to take us, but it's going to be interesting uh, <laughs> on it. And we won't oh, talk yes, about that will. project. But it, it, it's, 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 it's salty, it's, it's sassy, it's, oh, my God, spicy, um, and it will not be for everybody. And, in fact, it's, it's so much not for everyone. I already know when I go out for print bids, I can't take it to certain printers because it's too spicy um, with that. But it's a story that needs to be told. And Julie was one of the people I thought of immediately to bring on board as a partner in getting and shaping the publicity campaign from the get-go. So we're going to have a lot of questions for Julie today, including, you know, when do you engage a publicist? When do you start thinking about publicity for your book? So, Julie, why don't you just let me throw that on the table right now? Um, when do... Uh, when does, maybe I mean to say because we don't have plural authors, when does an author really start thinking seriously about do they do this as a DIY project or should they engage someone who does this for a living? Well, those are excellent questions, Judith. Um, we, it's really, really important to, to start thinking about your budget and, your, and interviewing um, outside publicists as you're as you're getting ready to come up with a publishing date and help and it's helpful if we can be a partner in helping you decide what the publishing date is what the best hook for your um, for the for the calendar date for your book to come out might be um and normally we we like to start talking with authors about six months prior to publication and then four months prior we generally start working with authors and um that's the case with with most um publicity firms that have been around for quite a while. Um, I would say that... Oh, go ahead. Well, so sometimes the book isn't really fully written by the time they they reach out to you. Could that be the case? Well, ideally, if it could be fully written, um, what we would like, and I know that people Mm -hmm. who are indie published or self-publishing would like to get it up on Amazon as quickly as possible after it's finished and after it's been edited and the and the cover design's done. But ideally, if you can have a little bit of time to allow the publicist to get the word out and to let the tastemakers know before it's on Amazon, because there are so many books, and and some statistics say that there are on average 8,200 books a day in the United States coming out, you want to make sure that your book is new and fresh. And once the book is already on Amazon, then it's not as fresh. And so we really, I'm always very sad for an author when they reach out to us after their book has already been released because there's less that can be done for it. If, but if it, let me just ask this. If, if a book's been placed up for pre, it's in a pre-publication mode, does that exclude that mm-hmm. too? Oh no! It it can be pre pre publication mode, and also the the a hard launch date, a hard release date for a book is only um, the the hard and fast rules only apply to books that are being published by big five publishers. Otherwise, books that are indie published, self published, or published by boutique um, publishers are not held to the same standards. So you can have a soft launch. You could have your book come out and sold to family and friends before the official launch date. It's just that 
and and it's not like the heavens open and the angels sing on launch day. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but it's more that the that the media just wants to have a date where they know that the book will become available and kind of a target date for letting the public know about it. So it, it's not it's not a real hard and fast date, but it is so much more helpful if we can get advanced copies um, or reader review copies in the hands of the tastemakers before it comes out and give them a little bit of time to, to be able to read it. So so kind of also budget the amount of time in your timeline in creating the book, in putting a, a, a publicity campaign in progress. I would say that 90% of a publicist's work is done before the book comes out. Mm-hmm. So, and just the pacemakers, which is a great term. Um, the book that I have, have brought you in to work on is um, has a, a book that is coming out. I think it's in September. Is that when the uh, their book is coming yeah. out? Okay, so the book is yeah. coming out in September. And one of the questions I had for Julie is: Do we try to coattail immediately onto the publicity that we know that this book is going to get, or do we give it a little uh, a little space? before we launch. And your suggestion was actually to uh, uh, give it a little space, if I recall correctly. Yes, and and this particular project is very unusual and different from many because there's a specific launch date that the the author has to adhere to, of course, for for specific reasons. But since Mm -hmm. there's going to be publicity surrounding the book um, coming out earlier than that on the same topic, then we'll we'll go ahead and piggyback more than we normally would because I think that it's um, basically a nonfiction book that will have um, a, a lot of legs earlier, but that it's unusual compared to other books. If, but for example, if you if you were writing a book about the Pope and the Pope was coming to the United States, you would want to release the book around the time that the Pope is coming to the United States as opposed to six months after he leaves or that that kind of thing if, if you're trying to tie it to, to a date. And I know we can't talk specifically about the project you and I are working on right now, but there are mm-hmm. some um, unusual circumstances with that book. Oh, they're legal. <laughs> well, I'll well, just yes, put it on the table. They're, they're very legal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gag rules have to get off. <laughs> All right. right. <laughs> All right. So with that, um, the the strategy is you that the soft launch, the soft launch we do with you know maybe family and friends. Although you want them in buying the book too um, during this time. But you can do the setting up, um, and if and for all the you listeners, if you do a soft launch, or you're going to do a pre-launch sale, and you're you're up on Amazon, which I'm assuming you're all going to be, if you're in pre-launch and you have a set date, and let's say, uh, let's say you know, well for today it's it's a it's a July 30th. If you're listening to this live, that if your launch date was September 1st, you could actually have it up for sale. But no one could post a review because Amazon will not officially release it. Also, until that uh, September first date, um, and then you can get reviews. But one of the things I think is really important, and this supports what Julie does, is you want reviews as many reviews as you can get from everywhere. Isn't that right, Julie? 
Yes. Oh, absolutely. You want everybody to know about your book. You want your you want librarians to know. You want um, booksellers to know. You want people in book clubs to know. You want reviewers and bloggers. Um, any if you're writing a nonfiction book, then anybody that is a um, that's a tastemaker in that or an expert in that field, you would want them to know if it's fiction and say that you're writing a young adult book. You want to connect with as many authors as possible because the thing that I really love about this industry and really attracts okay, so Julie, this industry hold, overall. Oh. Okay, hold that thought. Let's come back to that because we're going to take a quick break. But let's get into okay. some of those things that they elements they need to set up before they even talk to someone like you. This is Judith Riles. It's also you, your guide to book publishing, and Julie Sharkey, book publicist, is with us today. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Riles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602 866-3226-1106-DESIGN. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked? If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. 
Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All righty. So we're with Julie Sharkey. She is the brains behind JKS Communications. Um, and I would encourage you, if you're thinking about book publicity and you really want to have a pro behind you, you want to check out jkscommunications.com. Julie's phone number is 615-928-2473. And you can follow her on Twitter at jkslit. Publicity. So, with that, we are talking about how to make you rock and roll. And I wanted to jump into one of some of the critical elements right away, Julie, that authors need uh, really to have in place before they start any publicity campaign. I mean, you mentioned that that you know you want to really start thinking hard four to six months out before a book is in hand. Is that correct? That's true. That is true. And you want to you want to buy your domain name and create a website. And I always encourage authors to create a website with their name dot com and then buy up the mm-hmm. um, the URLs for the names of their books. But you you want if you assuming that you're going to write more than one book, you really want the book to you want your website to be branded as you the author, not your first book. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that because I fight with authors. And 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 if by the way, if your name is taken, you know, then just take you know Sarah uh, Johnson Author dot com. I would try. I would go for that. Or it could be Sarah Johnson Books dot com. But start that way, and then get the URL for. And if you have an oddball name, get the misspelling types of names also. And you just have your webmaster redirect these other websites to your name because you're the brand the author is the brand always 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 mm-hmm. and i know my fourth grade teacher mrs russell said one should not use the word always and never but in this case i believe it's always <laughs> and and then your your every book that you have go ahead and pull down the website for it but then direct it to you as the master because the re- and 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 for example julie's name is a challenge you know it's S-C-H-O-E-R-K-E. I'm sure people screw that up in spelling Julie all the time. So she probably <laughs> has time. some, you know, some, and, and so I would have her name without the C in it, S-H-O-R-K. I mean, I would have all kinds of variations for your name. But anyway, and that's, that's why she's JKS Communications. Yeah, okay. So, all right. So what are other, what are some of these other critical elements they need in place? We need a website. We need that start, yeah. develop it. And, and by the way, there is a, for all of you listening in, there is a website that's a fairly new uh, one to consider. Very, very inexpensive. And, and they've got some great templates on it. And, you know, it's actually, I think it could do some pushing out of WordPress, which is kind of the standard right now. And it's called um, SquareSource, SquareSource.com. Check it out. You can create a website, get your domain for 20 bucks a month, and that's all your hosting and all your stuff cost with it. So just recommend that to you. I get nothing for that commercial, just it's a good source I came across. 
All right, so Julie, critical elements here that we need in place. Okay, so so you you've got your website, then you also need to decide what platforms you you want to be on for social media, and it depends on your genre. Um, unless someone wants to spend a tremendous amount on social media, a tremendous amount of time, what I encourage them to do is to set a timer and say, I'm going to spend, at, at the beginning you have to spend more time, but but yeah. once you get rolling on your social media, maybe 30 minutes a day, maybe twice, maybe 15 minutes twice a day, something like that. And if you are doing young adult, I would encourage you to focus on Instagram. If you're doing, if your target market is adults, um, I would go with Facebook. Um, Twitter's always a, a good um, supplement, but I don't know that it's the very best for selling books if that's the only one that you're going to use. I'd also encourage people who are writing about um, business, if people have business books, then focusing on LinkedIn. Or if you have something like a cookbook or a cozy mystery, then I'd focus on Pinterest. I'd go where your audience already is, where, where that demographic is already focused. And that's really critical to do. And I'm going to tell them on LinkedIn, I think that as for a business author, I tell this to all my nonfiction authors in the business area, for heaven's sake, start your own group. That's where the power is yeah. on LinkedIn, is you go in your group and you do that. I know that, you know, three years ago, the author you group, and I would encourage an author space you, all of you join that group. There's over 11,000 people on that group um, that you can get information out. And, and here's the secret sauce on LinkedIn. When you start your own group, you as the organizer, manager of it, have the capability of sending an email, an announcement out that will go directly to every person in that group once a week. You can do wonders with that, that power. <laughs> Let me make a recommendation to you. <laughs> but Instagram also platform. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. And Instagram um, for the YA. Also, don't uh, the two other ones you need to know about for YA is Tumblr, T U M B L R, and Snapchat. Huge for YA. Snapchat is huge. Oh, that yeah, that is that is true. With Snapchat, you've just you've got to um, create your own group again, like what you were saying with LinkedIn. Yes. Um, I know my kids are on Snapchat all the time, and that's the one social media um, outlet that I don't connect with them. I let them do their own thing. Um, but it is. It's huge. Um, and, and a lot of times if you're a YA author and you're going into a school, the, the kids just automatically will ask you what your name is, and, and they'll connect with you on these on yes. the platforms. They'll be looking for you. and Yeah. Yeah, it's very important to uh, do this. So that's highly recommended on this. All right. So social and social media is important. Um, and what about dealing with the media? Um, I remember one time, Julie, talking to a radio uh, producer who asked, well, how many Twitter followers do you have? And their, their yeah, philosophy was, if, yep, if you didn't have at least 500 Twitter followers, they weren't interested in booking you. Well, and that makes sense because it sort of shows how much influence you have and how big your platform is. And so that is really important to build it. And, and you want to build it authentically. Also, there are, there are, um, services that you can, that you can hire that will get you 
from third world countries, they'll get you all kinds of followers, but you want followers that really make sense and you want to engage with them in an authentic way. And the way that you find these people is to connect with your favorite people in the industry, agents, booksellers, bookstores, um, uh, other authors, um, librarians, bloggers, and then comment on their posts and really pay attention, really engage with them. Don't just throw out information by my book, but really engage with them and repost or retweet what they send out, um, favorite, like it, just really become a part of the community. Think of it as a cocktail conversation online. You you mm-hmm. don't just keep saying the same thing over and over again in person, and you wouldn't do that online either. Mm-hmm. And and so it's but but you also and there's some rules on this engagement. We've talked about social media that you you want to share information. It's all it's not all about push push push. I mean, you may have a few days where you're launching, and you can you you get permission. It's kind of unwritten rule. You have permission to do the permission and promotion. But the other time, you're supplying content to enrich them, to as you said, engage them, to share ahas, tweaks, humor, insights, all that kind of thing that fall in what you're about. Very important. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Yeah, that, that is. And, and I've found that people really can't move book sales through social media. And, and memes are really, are really key. And I've noticed that a lot, of, um, a lot of highly successful indie published authors use, the, use pictures with a quote from their book in text over it in announcing their book as it's coming up, those kind of little things that are creative and that are Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. eye-catching really Mm -hmm. actually um, translate into book sales. Absolutely. And, you know, kind of like the old, I don't know how old you are, but the old Burma Shave commercials, you go along on the highway driving and there was a Burma Shave commercial. Now I'm dating myself, but a long time ago. I remember for these things. Yeah. It's kind of kooky and crazy. All right, so um, what other elements do they need? We have about a minute before our next commercial, but um, what, what other elements would you have in place? So we need social media critical, website critical. What else? Yes. Um, if you're doing it yourself, if you're doing the publicity yourself, you may want to go ahead and pull together your press kit, which would be a press release about your book, mm-hmm. um, a, an attractive author photo, and mm-hmm. the a JPEG or a blab. Um, picture of the cover of your book. Those are all important. And then also a synopsis of of the book. And you, you want to really be able to get down um, in text and to be able to articulate what your elevator speech is about what your book is about. And you need to be able to say it in two sentences and Absolutely. And then in oh, three minutes. thank you, thank you. This is not a time when, when you're pitching your book. You you do not get paragraphs to do it. <laughs> You get max two sentences. Get it down to 15 seconds. You've got to do this. Otherwise, you're going to create a giant yawn and a click. All right. So with that, we're going to be right back. Julie Sharkey's my guest. We're talking about publicity, your critical elements, as you go forward to launch your book. This is Judith Riles. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing.
Smith is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith bryles Well, at the bottom of the hour, we always love to tell you a little bit of what's going on. My annual Judith Bryles Book Publishing Unplugged starts in a few weeks. It'll be here in Denver, Colorado, and I have to tell you, it's pretty nice here right now. We have a few rains here and there, but the weather is gorgeous. August 27th through 29th, it is three intense days with just me, and the first day is all on gizmos and gadgets to make your author life sing. Um, and bring sanity to social media and all the little tricks and tips uh, that will show you how to grow and use the publicity tips that Julie is sharing with you today because it is critical. Social media is your town hall for book marketing today. And if you're resisting still, I'm just going to tell you, get freaking over it. 
you got to stop it because it's your friend, it's your ally, and moving things out there and doing the connecting and introduction that you so need today um, that is really almost impossible for so many if they don't get it. Unless you're a you know a high-flanking celebrity and you just say your name and they say, yeah, we want you. That's not going to be the case for most of us. So Judith Browse Unplugged, all the information is on the bookshepherd.com website under events. And if you're interested in learning how to write a nonfiction book in just four weeks, that's there too. And we're starting the online course um, in August, and then it'll be again repeating in September. So today we're talking about publicity. Um, and Julie Sharkey is our guest today. She is the principal in JKS Communications, and that is the website jkscommunications.com. And there are a lot of critical elements, but there's other goodies that we should know. So, you know, Julie, what should we know? What should an author know before they think about engaging a professional book publicist? Well, they they should think about, they should realize that a book publicist is a line item on their budget, just like the printing of their book, like the cover design. Uh, if, If they choose to work with a publicist, then they most likely will have a um, retainer expense that goes along with it. And some of the ways that you can figure out who might be a good fit for you is if you're an author, I I would ask authors that you know and your friends who have you used, what's worked, what what hasn't, what have you heard, um, get recommendations. A lot of um, the new authors that we work with come through recommendations, and that's really, really a good way because you can get some third-party recommendations Feedback, And then you can also do research on the web by um, looking at book publicists for your genre or for your geographic area. Um, and I would encourage everybody to interview several publicists, several, uh, because that's somebody that you're really going to be living with, is someone who is going to be a part of your team, and you're going to, you're going to really have to trust them and feel like they're, they're, they are a part of your family. We always talk about our authors as being part of the JKS family. And so you you want to have a long-term good relationship. One of the ways that you can see, you can do some due diligence and figure out, is this a publicist that seems to be able to get what what I need, the kind of publicity that I need? Look at their website and look at the books that they represent that do not have to do with celebrities. Celebrities are a whole different category. It's kind of what you were just saying, Judith, about they are. most they of are. us don't have that option. Yeah. yeah. So and, you want to look and oh, find, find a an author that they represent that is not a household name and then look online and see what kind of publicity that book's gotten. It's been out for, you know, three, four, five, six months. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have a sense of, of how much um, you know what what kind of publicity this um, this publicist might be able to get you, and kind of how hard they work, and and how much how scrappy they are at getting getting you um, interviews and reviews and that kind of thing. Exactly, and and the other thing is, I, and I do want to say this about celebrity. If you're on a show, let's say you're booked on a show with someone. I mean, I you know I've done today. I've done Good Morning America. I've done I've done a lot of shows, and uh, that. And they usually have a celebrity. You know, these hour shows. There's going to be a celebrity of some sort. You know, you're just 
you're an author and you've got a really important topic and to you your topic is a hell of a lot more important than who they're sleeping with or what the latest rumor is. Let's, let's be blunt here. But I'm telling you, if they're running out of time, you're most likely going to be the person who's bumped. Then the, and they'll keep the celebrity on. So you do need to know, you know, there is a difference out there and things that, and I, th- I think, Julie, I think it's also important to talk about what can bump you from a show. Um, because it does happen. Breaking news, and of course, oh, it's yeah. hard to define what breaking news is today, but breaking news can bump you from a coveted spot that you have been really looking forward, you finally nailed down your publicist, or you put it together, and you can get bumped in. And, and, and Julie, do you have any tips if you've been bumped? What, what, is it, what does an author do to come back to keep that door open? Well, we found in our relationships with bookers and um, producers that that they want they want to make it right, and they they often feel bad, and they, and they if they possibly can get you back on, they will, and so they usually work with us with our clients to reschedule it. Occasionally, they'll keep putting it off, and you know if it's a really big story, if something horrible like nine eleven happens or the Boston bombings, mm-hmm, then you mm-hmm. just get bumped for a long time. But mm-hmm. if it's um, but if they if they can help, they tend to be really nice people. And if they're interested in booking you in the first place, I think they they usually try to, to get you back involved. And another thing too is that I don't I don't know if you've experienced this, Judith, but I know with a number of our authors that don't have big platforms to begin with, will we will secure smaller media and the the major media looks not they're not just waiting for publicists to pitch. Um, them all the time. They're also on the media looking for what's happening that is trending in different geographic areas, different, just all, all different kinds of um, information. And you can easily be picked up, well, not easily, but, but mm-hmm. it happens frequently that a small, the story that start, starts with a small publication or a small online can blow up and become a, a big story if it's picked up by the producers who are looking for a great story. And a lot of times you'll hear that. you'll Something will, will now hit the traditional media, and they'll say it was reported yesterday online, you know, through the Dredge Report or whatever, whatever it is. And so the online and smaller media is becoming a source or is a source for the traditional media. So don't – I always recommend to authors, it's not – if it doesn't put you out, or even if it does put you out a little bit, try to make every um, interview that you possibly can because it may it, you don't know what the tipping point's going to be. You don't know who's going to hear that and what might come of it. And and you know the whole thing of trolling is really important because they are trolling for for uh, out there. And I know that I personally landed for a four page spread in People magazine on one of my books because there had been so much uh, newspaper coverage on that topic on my book um, out there all over the country. It just all came together, um, in, including, you know, the building up to USA Today um, in that. And then, you know, and then it sprang. So it's, it's kind of a long-term thing. I think that a lot of times people think that publicity is, okay, so I'm going to spend two weeks on publicity. No, it's going to take a little bit longer, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Our authors do, do have really great commitment. One of, one of our most successful authors often says, 
that she would walk over hot coals to speak to two readers. And that's really the mindset that you have to have. I, I completely agree with you. That makes that makes all the sense. And, and we even say on our website, it's it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, because it really, really is. And, and a lot of times, I was talking to a publisher yesterday who said, he said it to, to an author, and I said it to the author, but you could just see the author's eyes glassing over and thinking, but this doesn't apply to me. But it really does. You've really got to pay attention. That it, the, the authors that work the hardest are the ones who have the greatest success. And you don't. it's not that you want to see your book sell extremely well for two weeks and then fall off the radar. You want to see that book selling for years, year after year after year. You know, one of the things that, and, and, and so it does stay uh, year after year, how does an author um, not become boorish? <laughs> how do you keep, <laughs> how, can, how can we keep the energy going and, and the enthused so that the author doesn't feel like they're glazing over internally, that they're, oh my God, I've been asked this question for the 700th time. How do you, what do you suggest? That's a, that's a really, really good point. And we do some some media training um, with our authors. But one of the things is that you just have to remember that every, every audience or most audiences are going to be fresh. But I went on tour with an author who had 23 books out. She sold millions of copies. And she didn't want to, she didn't like the book she was promoting. And she wanted to talk about the next book that hadn't come out. And it took about three stops before I could convince her to stop talking about a book that nobody knew about. And everyone had come out about the book that she currently you know that was currently out and she said but i'm but i'm tired of that book said, but it doesn't matter because it's new to everybody else so mm-hmm. um, another thing that that can be boorish is um you there are things you just can't say about your book it, you're kind of in a no-win situation if you're an author if you if you say how great your book is then it can appear that you you've got an overinflated view of your book if you don't promote it enough then it appears that you don't care and that's that's one of the reasons to have a a publicist is that a publicist can say things about your book that you can't say i can say i stayed up all night i couldn't sleep because this book just got under my skin and you've really you've got to take a look at this but you couldn't as an author you can't very well say this book's going to keep you up all night that just sounds boorish Mm-hmm. So, and, and that, you know, that's a couple tips. I, when we come back, I'm going to give you a really, uh, an aha that I learned because I was on the Phil Donahue show many, many times that I learned very quickly to trust in the host. And so we'll give that tip. With me is Julie Sharkey today. We're talking publicity for you and your book. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. 
You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today. 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On publicity, when you're doing shows, as I kind of teased as we went out, one of the things I learned was from Master Phil Donahue, and I was on his show many, many, many times. I mean, I one time he held up my book and literally said to the audience, to his audience and to the TV audience, that if you are thinking about getting married, you need Judas' book. It's the primer. And, you know, okay, I'll go with that. Um, but one of the things I learned very quickly, and the producer said that, and I watched them in action, that you don't don't refer to your, well, in my chapter on this, or, well, if you get my book on this, do not do that, do not do that, that you have to trust the host to recommend your book, to let people know where they can get your book. You tell them, and they will do it. And Phil's team always did that, um, that you're in there as the expert to supply information about your topic. Um, and you answered as that. And if it comes across that you are the expert and you have good, solid information, trust them. They will recommend your book. They will hold up your book if it's a TV show. They will repeat the title um, of the book um, or their company or whatever it is so you, it can, you are trackdownable. 
Um, and as is, when we started off the show, we talked about you got to be searchable. That's why you need your website. You need your name. You're the brand on that. And Phil was the best of all of them in doing that. And he was very supportive. And literally, you could see the hook coming if there was a guest on and they kept repeating it. All of a sudden, there was no camera play on that person anymore. There was no more questions going to that person. It was a redirect. So fascinating yeah don't do that all right so let me ask you this if you could julie um uh, identify some of the most common mistakes that you see authors make when they're on the air whether it's radio or tv or you know anything a a print interview you know when they're doing what, what what are some of the common mistakes you see they make well I would say that sometimes, and it's maybe difficult to to get your arms around this unless unless you've watched other people being interviewed. But if if an author can realize and understand that the reason that they've been invited is because they're supposed to impart information or be entertaining, then that's what their job is. And so sometimes when we start working with an author, we'll get we'll send them Q&A from the media and they'll, you know, questions and answers and the, or the questions, and then they'll send back very dry answers or short answers. or And the point is, in an interview in print, it's supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed to be interesting. So you have that responsibility as a writer to make that interview as um, sparkle as much as possible. So one of the things that I've seen that is a mistake is that people take literally what is the question, here is the specific answer, and and make it entertaining just like you make your writing entertaining and engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd mm-hmm. also say that we, we work with authors a lot, again, back to the elevator speech. You've got to understand is your is your audience going to be hearing you for three minutes or for 30 minutes? And if it's three minutes, then you better be able to get your message out in that amount of time. And so sometimes authors will give two, um, especially in um, verbal interviews, they'll give an answer that's too long and they don't get to the point and it drags and drags and drags. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be able to talk in sound bites. You know, that's very true. Here's a, here's a suggestion I would make to all of you is to make a series, make a list of questions that you can always provide to an interviewer. And here's what I would put in behind them. I used to do this and recommend it to my author clients is that you put in parens how many seconds you can respond in. So if you put a question out, you, you can say from 60 seconds to three minutes, you know, something like that. I can answer this in 30 seconds because when they're coming to the bottom of the hour, the top of the hour, they've got a little gap to fill. They can see a question. Oh, my gosh, he can answer this and this quickly. I can throw it at her. You'll become a friend. Let me tell you, you will become a friend. That's a great. That's a great point, Judith. I'm going to feel that. You're going to write that down and now. do that one, too, huh? <laughs> You bet. <laughs> All right. Let, let me make another um, su- suggestion, too. If you're doing TV, um, I would always be carrying, uh, uh, if you're wearing, uh, you know, a, 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 a blazer or a jacket or something. I mean, Julie, you, you tell them about colors and stuff. You know, don't wear white on television. But don't wear wild, wild colors, either wild prints. Because they're, you know, your eyes are right. going to go 
bonkers. Solid colors usually work best, but I often would carry it extra. Uh, uh, I, I used to like wear long, big shirts and things like that, you know, over a, a sleeve or something like that. And I actually would carry an extra one just in case my host happened to have the same color I did or I clashed. As a woman, I That's did that. That's a great yeah, and we always encourage somebody to bring a scarf just in case that that helps. You know, they can always pull that out of their purse. And another thing is, and this seems like such common sense, but you have to remember to have your book. Hopefully the oh. The, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> the editor, I mean, the producer will have a JPEG of your book and be able to put it up, but you definitely want to have a copy of your book that, that is on set with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and yes, you always carry a book. I I would make sure you had a couple of books. And he, and here's one of the little trips I would also do, that especially if a host really, because sometimes the hosts don't have the books at all. You know, there there may be a sample that got to the producer, but the producer may claim it. But if the host really says, you know, I you know I'm going to get this book, um, I would be pre- prepared to say, you know, I brought a copy for you, and I would hand it to her or him, right on the air. Oh, great! Absolutely. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think and, and so many of the television hosts are in, engaging, but a lot of them haven't. As you pointed out, they haven't read the book. So they depend on the questions that you provide to them. And the great uh-huh. thing about that is then you know what the answers are. Don't e- and don't even re- even count on them ever reading the book. And the other thing is, I'll tell you on national media, some of the producers, like on the big shows, they will call and they may interview you for an hour, and you've spent all this time giving all that, and you're wondering why didn't they use any of my material? A lot of times, they're testing to see your spontaneity, to see if you can respond, to see if you're going to have that dear look in the you know the glaze in the eyes type <laughs> of thing. You know, so, so they're think they're looking for certain things. By the way, is they is they interview you. <laughs> it's always something you know about. <laughs> that, that is true. And right. sometimes Do- you have authors that have information that they don't want departed and we work with the with the um with the booker ahead of time to mm-hmm. avoid those topics and only only once in fifteen years has somebody broken that and and not you know, agreed that they would not ask specific questions on a mm-hmm. in a specific area, and then they went ahead and did that. But generally, they'll they'll honor those requests. So, if there's someone who's got, um, for example, in the in this particular case, the woman had written about her significant other who was in prison, and there were certain aspects to the to the trial that she couldn't discuss, and she yes. and she did end up being put on the spot, but. For the most part, people will avoid the, the questions that we ask them to to avoid because we explain to them why, and it makes sense. And, and, and any publicist will do that for you. And that's important to do. All right, so, Julie, we're only going to have a couple of minutes yet left, but so let me ask you a couple of things. Is, are there any better times of the day? I mean, we're at this 24-hour cycle that are better for interviews <laughs> um, than other times. Any days of the week that might be better for fiction versus nonfiction? Um, well, I I always prefer to we, we prefer to have media attention Tuesday through Thursday. Mm. Friday, if if you're booked for Friday, then you can get bumped. Something can happen if you're booked for earlier in the week, and something happens, and you get bumped, then you have a better shot of still getting in that same week. And um, on Mondays, it's there's nothing really wrong with Mondays. Mondays are all right, but you have to make all the arrangements and make sure that everything's ready on Friday. So if 
if there's even a margin of error, then Monday makes it a little bit more difficult. So that's why we always shoot for Tuesday through Thursday. All right. That, and then that sounds great. Um, and then yeah. and, and radio, um, that, that's both for TV and radio? Yeah. All right. And, and, and yeah, results. And for radio. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, for radio, we, we like to do um, morning drive times for anything that's entertaining or um, – even even our fiction novels, sometimes our, our fiction novels that have to do with fantasy can can end up on a morning show because it's light, it's fluffy, it's fun. Um, and so if you, in general, I think, this is the way that it turns out for our campaigns, that the shorter interviews and the punchier interviews are early in the morning. And then as you get into later in the day with radio, then they tend to be longer interviews, more in-depth more um more involved and sometimes a lot more interesting because you can really really get into the subject matter yeah and and you know what i also want to tell our listeners don't avoid the late night stuff and because people oh, you know absolutely. people are around the clock and i have had some amazing interviews at 2 a.m in the morning you know sometimes you need <laughs> toothpicks to have your eyes open but here's what happens because so many of the stations in the radio they're going down that all of a sudden you may be you know in a local station for example in my hometown of denver that goes out to basic colorado but in the wee hours of the morning it goes to california and you never know who is going to pick up and get your book. But what's very important, what's critical as we wrap up here with Julie Sharkey of JKS Communications is that you need to have your tagline. You need to know who your brand is and you need to be able to say very quickly, get my book on Amazon or if you want a customized copy, go to my website and I'd be glad to personalize it. Don't give them too many options, but refer them to one and use your name. All right, and with that, Julie, thank you for being with me today. We'll have you back again. Thank you so much, Judith. You're welcome. All right, it's Author You, your guide to book publishing. We'll be with you next week, and we're going to be doing some deep diving into websites. This is Judith Riles. Have a fabulous writing publishing week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Riles. Each week.